0: welcome to the wedding film academy podcast
1: your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful
0: business here's your host lumix luminary and wedding filmmaker jordan bunch hey everybody and welcome to the wedding film academy podcast this is something really different today. We're still doing the pricing series, so we're uh, we're on this whole series of looking at very different models of pricing, but we're flipping the script this time. I'm introing the show, but I am not the host of this show. The host of this show is Matt Johnson from whoismattjohnson.com, and you've heard him on the podcast before. Uh, Hopefully, you have also checked out his website and you've probably seen some of his YouTube videos. If you ever look at wedding video tutorials, you have likely come across some of Matt's stuff. So, I'm excited to have him host the show for me today because what I wanted to do with this show was to talk about a very different type of pricing and type of business, uh, which is volume. So... Probably most of you are having some sort of business model where you are the sole shooter or the lead shooter, and you are responsible for filming every wedding that you do. Uh, There may be others of you who maybe you also have a couple of other lead shooters uh, who shoot with your brand. But what we're talking about here is something that's very different. We are... Uh, currently taking on two to three weddings per day with this company so so you may know if you've listened to the podcast for a while i have two different companies one is probably more like your company where i'm the lead shooter and i'm always there and the second company is called ladybird wedding films and ladybird wedding films is focused on being a volume brand Uh, so anyways that's that's kind of the basic of what we're trying to do here so matt i'm gonna let you take over
1: <laughs> oh man, the power—it's in my hands now. This is so the so exciting. The torch has been passed. I know, right? I've got. I can. I have no. Actually, you stop all the audio recording controls, so I can't. I. I it's a. It's an illusory power, but it's a. Okay. <laughs> oh well. Um. So man, I. I'm actually. Whenever you asked me to do this, was it two weeks ago about you were like, hey, I want you to interview me about my volume brand. I'm like, volume brand, what's that? Okay, so. I to be honest, I do not have a ton of experience with volume brands in general. I believe that I have only one photographer friend that I know that does this sort of volume brand styling for photography. And I know that he charges hourly for his uh photography. He also shoots only in JPEG to minimize his editing time, doesn't do much retouching at all. He's like, "Here's your photos." And honestly, what's crazy is that Whenever I first met him, he's like, oh, yeah, I already shot two weddings today. This is my third. And he shot like a morning one, then like an afternoon one. And then he like drove a bit. And now he was uh, photographing like an evening one. And I was like, wow, dude, you're crazy. Oh, my God. It is crazy, man. But the, the benefit is that I think he was only charging like $100 an hour. But because he was booking so much stuff, he was able to make really good money doing it. So there is money to be made in volume for sure. But. This is very interesting to me because, for me, with my business, Filmstrong Productions, that me and my wife run, I feel like we're almost like the polar opposite of volume. I think we're taking like 15 to 20 weddings per year right now. Yeah. And we are trying to be very intentional with getting to know our couples, getting to be like very good friends with them to tell their very unique story. And we're even at the point now where we're turning down certain couples if they say don't match exactly perfectly with our not not that they have to match perfectly but if they don't match with our style that we're going for if they're having a super traditional wedding or if they're not willing to write each other letters and really uh let us film who they are as people then we've actually turned down some couples and said oh well let's i think that we have friends that may be better suited to film film you than we are. And so I feel like we are like leaving money on the table for that, you know, but on the other side, here's you. And I think that you're like, no, there's no money left on the table. Everybody, right. come on, come on, everyone, right. all of you get to be filmed here. This is great. And so I I don't know what my main question to you is, are you the Walmart of weddings? That's, that's, that's a
0: great question. Know. Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually do just like every once in a while, I will describe myself as another brand that everyone knows. Yes. But the brand is Toyota. Okay. Okay. So, you know, Jordan Bunch Productions is, you know, more like your your Mercedes or your BMW where, you know, only a select group of people are going to be interested in paying this amount of, of money for uh, what they view as a superior product, right?
1: Yes, definitely. Luxury brand.
0: Exactly. But the most popular car in America is the Toyota Camry. The most popular car in the world is the Toyota Corolla. Right? Uh, I could be wrong about this, but but someone told me this a while ago, and uh, by by my count on the roads, uh, I think that's probably true. So
1: yeah, it's something with that in Honda for sure, definitely. Yeah,
0: for sure. So so the reason I'm equating it to Toyota is because because of the. The business model that I've created, I'm able to produce something that is consistent quality for a more affordable price point. It's not the best wedding film out there. It's not trying to be the best wedding film out there. It is trying to be a quality wedding film. It's trying to be stable and consistent and clean sound and you know the things that you look for in something that is quality you know again it's it's not trying to be the best it's not trying to be BMW but it is trying to be Toyota and i think that we have for the most part been really successful in that our films across the board almost regardless of which shooter we have filming the wedding or which shooters uh, they look they look pretty much the same uh, in terms of the quality. You know, a lot of times people ask me, clients will ask me, hey, do I get to find out who my wedding filmmaker is? I'll tell you, well, we'll we'll tell you a month before. um, It's a surprise. And they say, well, can I choose? I want the same shooter from this wedding and this wedding. You know, I'm like, well, those are different shooters, you know. Uh, And it's just the fact that they really liked that wedding film or they liked that wedding uh, because we have actually taken the time to. So so there's two things I'll talk about that bring a consistent quality to our films. One is we are individually training the shooters. So part of that is our our core competency when it comes to these filmmakers is that we're getting people who are eager to learn, who don't know much about making wedding films to begin with, or making video even sometimes so college because
1: students.
0: W- Perfect. Yes. <laughs> a lot of times people right out of college. So yes. we don't have, we don't currently have any college students working for us, but people right out of college. And so we are taking them from the ground up so that they don't already have a lot of bad habits. Uh, because for a lot of people in this industry, there is some bad habits that are built in. And oh, there's yeah, also, along with the bad habits, there's sometimes an ego. And I can't teach someone with bad habits and an ego how to make the type of wedding film that I want them to create.
1: That's good. That's real good.
0: Yeah. But someone who's coachable, someone who's has a great desire to learn, somebody who has great work ethic and who is reliable, I can teach them to make a quality wedding film. That's so good. that's, that's the first element. And then the second element is that we provide all the equipment for them. So okay. Okay. I'm not going to get one person who shows up with a Canon rebel and another person <laughs> who shows up with a handy and another person that shows up with a GH five. So there's there's this consistency across the board. All of our shooters are using Lumix G7s or G85s, and the prime lens selection that we have for them, we have a, a nice range of prime lenses for them. Hey, uh, they man, all have I know the same lights. That
1: shoot all three. I know people that bring all three of those cameras. They're shooting all like a Canon with a Sony handycam, and yeah. a I know people personally that are like, oh no, I bring all three of those and I issue with all those. Yeah. So that's that's good that you're like keeping it consistent yes. with the with the Panasonic. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so they have the same lights, the same tripods, the same stabilizers, the you know, the gimbal, the slider, everything's the same. And so there's there's that part of it. Of course the gear is only a small part of it, but it is it is still a, a significant thing that's to good. be that's using really the same good. equipment because I can tell the difference in something that was shot with, you know, with a Sony or a Canon or, uh, you know, a Panasonic camera, definitely. And it's not even necessarily. That I'm talking specifically about, you know, oh, this one's better than the other one. It's there's a difference in color. There's a difference in resolution. There's a difference in the detail that's there. There's a difference in the low light performance. All these things. Uh, and so, what I'm looking for is a consistent product. And so, all of our films look similar regardless of who they're shot by because they're trained by the same people and they're using the same equipment. So that's that great. that's we're we're more Toyota than we are Walmart. <laughs> Although who knows maybe one day we'll be Walmart and then I'll be a billionaire. Yes. So that'd be great too.
1: That's the dream <laughs> building your building your company on the backs of all of your shooters. Perfect.
0: Exactly. That's
1: so good. Okay, cool. That helps out a ton. That that's that's really really good. So tell me then what your reasoning was for starting this volume brand. And I realized that uh, my assumption here is that you, like me, receive a lot of emails from people that are like, I have $35 yeah. and I'm so excited to have you film my wedding. And you're like, yes. could you do 37 maybe or something? Yeah. Just a little bit higher. <laughs> so thirty seven fifty? Yeah. dollars 50 Maybe, maybe. That, so is that uh, – did you kind of see all of these clients – as with the potential that, like, hey, as alone you don't have enough for me to make money necessarily, but as a whole, if I start filming a lot of these, I could potentially turn a profit and not be living out of my car.
0: Yeah. So there were basically two reasons uh, why why I started Lady Bird wedding films. One is because yes, I hate turning down money. Um, don't I we am. Know. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a business person. You know, I, I do love making wedding films. I think I make really great wedding films. It's a passion of mine. I think you do too. Don't worry. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, I, I feel like I'm a businessman first and so turning away money is really hard for me. And, so that was, that's the first element of it is, yes, like you, I get a lot of inquiries that say, you know, hey, I only have, you know, basically they don't, they don't say this in the inquiry, you know, through the conversation, they learn what the price for Jordan Bunch Productions is. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I could never afford that. You know, the most I could afford is $2,000. Can you still work with me? Gotcha. Well, yes, I can still work with you. Uh, you know, let me tell you about my sister company, Ladybird Wedding Films. So that was, that was the first part. And to be honest, the second part. So th- that was sort of the um, that that was that part of me that just hates turning down money. The, the second part of it was I, I don't want to I don't want to insult anyone in in my market or anything like that. But I felt like there was this big gap in our market and probably a lot of a lot of other markets no, where. Definitely. What's that?
1: Oh, definitely, I agree with you. There's definitely yeah. a gap there. So
0: there's this gap between this really great wedding films that cost a lot of money and that are out of reach from most clients. Um, particularly because a lot of times they just waited too long, and now they don't have enough left in the budget. Whatever the case is, you know, a lot of people could still work it out if they just prioritize wedding films over, you know, their flowers or you know, having the right vegetables, um, with their dinner or whatever it is. <laughs> but, um, there's this gap between the really high end, beautiful stuff. And then there was just a lot of crummy stuff. And I felt like with photography, there's sort of like these tiers, you know, uh, yes, F- FD, you know, CBA photographers, But I felt like in our market, at the time that I launched the company, I felt like there was this large gap between the really good stuff and the really crummy stuff. And I said, what if I shot for the middle there? What if I produced something that was like a Toyota Camry that was a great, it was very good, consistent quality, and it was at a price point that most people could afford. And can I do that in a way that I can still make money off of it? And uh, I, I think I think we've done that.
1: That's great. That's so great. Yeah, that's really awesome. So so with that, um, okay, I still have like thirty questions here for you, I think. But cool. <laughs> we got plenty of time. I, okay, good. There's a lot of broad stuff that I'm like, oh man, this is deep. But there's some stuff I want to drill in deep on. But just to get some more like the basic stuff out of the way, just for my own clarity here and understanding, like. How many weddings are you doing per year then?
0: So we, it's a fairly new company. We started the company about two years ago and pretty quickly we've gotten to the point where this year it looks like we're going to do over a hundred weddings.
1: Crap dude. Oh man.
0: And, and I'm looking to expand rapidly. I honestly think by next year we'll do 150. Um, I think by 2020, it's not unreasonable for me to think that we could do 300 weddings.
1: That's great! Oh man, that's that's nuts. Okay, yeah. okay, that's that's incredible. So, with that, then comes a question: like, first of all, like, how large is your team of shooters for this sort of thing? And yeah. and more important, more so than that, for me, even, how large is your team of editors? Because that's where I feel like, like, I think about how much time it takes me to edit one wedding film, and I'm like hundred and fifty weddings would just kill me. Like I would just die immediately. Yeah. I think.
0: So there's there's you got two questions there. Shooters and editors, right? Yeah. Uh so shooters, right now we have eight. Okay. Um, but we are I'm I'm currently interviewing more to add more to that team. Because up until like today, we've never done more than two weddings in a single day. But I am Already looking into the fall where we're going to go ahead and and triple book some days. Oh, wow. And so the reason I'm at eight right now is because uh, I put two people out for every single wedding. Okay. And so that means if I take two weddings in a day, I need four shooters.
1: And I think that's really great that you're bringing like, I think, a main shooter and a second shooter. I think that that's that's really good from the perspective of the value that the couple gets. Normally I know that other videographers I've seen, they're like, Oh yeah, no, here's our base package. It's one shooter. So you're already right. offering value in that. But I also feel like it's a little bit for you too. Cause then you're like, Hey, I don't know necessarily know like yep. if this video is going to be perfect, but now I've got two angles of something. So hopefully right. this will turn out better.
0: And it's also training people up to be lead shooters. So there's a different rate. There are definite, you know, lead shooters and second shooters that we have. And there's a difference in their skill level and you know the education that we've been able to give them, and what they're able to shoot and so the the second shooter is a lead i view them as a lead shooter in training, so they are still gonna give us quality footage um, but they're not lead shooter material yet and so uh but I talked about I have eight. Uh, shooters yes and so i feel like i need to have two full backup teams oh wow if i'm going to take on two weddings
1: that's good that's real good
0: so we have four people that are out there half of our team basically is out there on a saturday half of our team is at home or chilling on the lake <laughs> so <laughs> yes uh, so that's what we have in terms of shooters and I plan to as we grow as a company and as we decide to take on more weddings, so if I'm gonna take on one more wedding per day, it means I need to hire four more shooters. Yeah. So I, I wanna keep that level of backup plan. So so tell me this then,
1: are you like trolling Craigslist for people or how are you finding how so, are you finding these
0: shooters? So I'm not trolling Craigslist, but I did take out a Craigslist ad, actually.
1: There you go, okay.
0: So I t- I took out an ad that basically said, you know, you know want to learn wedding, f- want to learn how to make a wedding film. Uh, you know, no experience needed. You need to be, uh, you need to be passionate. You need to be coachable.
1: Gear provided. Do you gear like pro- Toyota? Gear
0: provided. Yes. Do you have reliable transportation? You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and. I got, the first time I put out an ad, and I've only done the ad once, but the first time I got, I put out an ad, I got 150 applications.
1: Crap, dude. Okay, I realize you're in Austin, which is like little mini film capital of Texas, dude, but that's still very impressive.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. And it was overwhelming, too, I mean, going through all these things. And so I narrowed it down to, like, my top uh, 10. And I had people who, you know, actually went out there with their iPhones and created a reel for me. Yes.
1: That's amazing.
0: And they were, you know, they were terrible, but it showed me initiative, you know, and it showed me that they have a passion and a desire to learn this and that they're willing to go the extra mile.
1: That's so great.
0: And so, you know, I took my top 10 and then I I interviewed them and I ended up hiring four people from that original pool. And I've gone back later and people who were kind of in that top 10, but I didn't hire, I've gone back and hired them now and they've been awesome shooters. I'm like, oh, I should have hired you in the first place over that bomb, you know. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, that's, that's kind of what we've done in terms of shooters. Cool. Cool. Right now we actually only have one editor.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: He is, he is a full-time editor he for a robot? us. He's he not is. a robot. So, so that, I think that's one of the, like, I think most people, I, I don't know. You tell me if you're like this. When I'm editing a wedding film, I... Get distracted because I have a lot of other things going on running my business. You're telling me I have, you have
1: kids or something?
0: I have like, kids <gasps> that made us start this podcast 15 minutes late. <laughs> I have emails to answer. I get phone calls coming in. I have to build quotes for my corporate clients. I have corporate shoots on the weekdays. There's all these things that are pulling me away from editing totally my wedding films. And so I have an editor. <laughs> who does not have all of those things to distract him. And so in general, he can, depending on the edit, he can bust out an edit in a day. That's so great. And, uh, but, uh, we are realizing that we are going to wear him down.
1: Yeah. If you're shooting 150 <laughs> weddings a year, even if it's a day edit, he's still like, yeah, all that that's... I do is edit one day on yeah. one day off. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So, so we are actively, now looking for someone else to edit for us. Now, of course, I get... <laughs> you all probably get these emails and Facebooks where it's somebody in another state or another country who says they would love to edit your wedding films for you. I've two
1: of those in the past day.
0: Yes, exactly. All the time. And I always tell them, no thanks, we use a local editor. And so we are actively looking for someone in Austin now that my editor can begin to train. Uh, so yes. Uh, right now we have one editor, but we realize that uh that's not a long term solution as we continue to grow. If we were staying at the pace now where we are now, you know, we could probably get by. Um but, but we might crazy. we might still wear him down. So uh so we don't want to do that. I I have part of i think what is going to make this successful in the long run and what makes makes the people who who work for us the most uh happy to work for us is that i have i'm taking the attitude of i want to see these people succeed in life whatever that looks like for them so i'm not taking this approach where i think a lot of people would in this type of business where Oh no, I'm training up my competitors and I'm giving them all this skill set and they're learning my formula and they're going to go out and be my competitors and I'm going to be put out of business. Mm-hmm. I actually had breakfast with my editor uh, who also right now shoots for us although he were taking that off of his plate so he's only going to be editing. <laughs> that's um good. yes. Um, Especially
1: the 100 weddings this year. That's that's real Yes,
0: cool. exactly. Uh, but I had breakfast with him the other day, and I told him, I want to see you succeed in life, whatever that looks like. You know, if, if success looks like for you, that you want to be running your own company, making wedding films or music videos, uh, which is something he's passionate about, and that you leave us, then I consider that I was successful because I want to see you succeed in life. I I am not about you just feeding me and feeding this company. I want the, the best for you in life, whatever that looks like. And I think that that mentality from the top um, all the way through the company is really beneficial and gets the best work out of all of our people.
1: That's good. That's really good. That's great. Um. Okay, then tell me this thing. Because while while we're on the topic of editors, shooters, all these things, I have two questions for you. Um, about that. First of all, like, do you have an administrative assistant now or somebody that's answering all of these volume emails and things like that? Because, like you said, you're talking about a lot of distractions and stuff like that. So, are you? Do you have that? Are you just like? Do you actually just not sleep and just answer emails all day and (laughs) play with your children?
0: So I I do have I'm. I have a girl who works for me, and she also is actually a wedding shooter. Um, so she she's one of our better... Multitasking, um, yes. Yes, she's one of our better shooters. And she is also, she runs all of our social media, and she manages all of our projects. So what that looks like is I am still the lead salesman. So I handle all the sales unless I'm out of town or something, then she kind of handles the initial inquiries at least and kind of plugs those into our system. We have an automated system, which I think is super important. Um, I would not be able to do what I do without 17 hats um, or, you know, another software that's just the one that we've chosen and we really love it. Uh, But so I have, I have that, which I think is super important, which is, you know, a massive, administrative assistant in and of itself for $300 a year, 17 oh, yeah. hats. Um, and I'm actually going to do a podcast about that. I actually recorded it back in February. I've just kind of been waiting for the right time to release it. So you'll hear an hour long chat about 17 hats and CRMs in general, but um, I'm actually talking to the founder and CEO um, the vice and the vice president of 17 hats. So that was a tangent, um, but I think it's super important. If you're going to do a volume brand, you have to have a CRM. The other thing is uh, that, you know, I have this project manager and she gets paid per wedding. That's good. So uh, rather than paying her by the hour, which is extremely difficult to do in weddings because she sometimes, you know, she's out and about and she answers an email on her phone and it takes three minutes and then she goes about her day. And so that's really hard to kind of clock those hours. And so I just pay her per job. And sometimes that works out to a screaming high hourly rate for a wedding, (laughs) um, which she loves. And, you know, other times it works out to a decent wage, you know, um, better than she would be making, you know, working retail um, still, even on the worst of uh, the most demanding of clients, I should say. Um, but yeah, that, that's worked out really good for us. Uh, she's about to take on another role where she will also be responsible for getting all of the gear ready, scheduling all the shooters and, uh, collecting gear again, backing up the footage. And so she's kind of going to be managing the project from the time that they signed the contract through the time that the wedding film is delivered to them. That's good. Um, That's minus, really good. minus the editing.
1: Cool. Okay. Um, let's see here. What do I got next here? Okay. Last, last question about shooting and editing. Well, probably I think here I'm going through
0: <laughs> no I promises.
1: Kind of crap here. Um, so are you, tell me this then, cause you have your, you have your separate business and this is your, this is your volume brand. But are you still filming with these guys, too? Or is there, like, days where they're, like, where, you know, you've got it booked here and you're like, oh, crap, I have to step in and shoot this wedding because things are crazy.
0: Yeah. That happened one time early on um, where we, you know, we didn't have enough shooters. It was was very early on. I mean, it was (laughs) one of the first weddings that we shot. Gotcha.
1: Um,
0: It was, you know, at least in the first five or 10 weddings that we did that I had to step in and shoot a wedding for us. Yes. Um, And, you know, thankfully I wasn't booked then. Uh, but I also have, I'm, I'm really well connected with other very talented, uh, wedding filmmakers in our city. And so, you know, in case something were to happen, uh, we can always reach out to one of those people. And, uh, we did have to do that recently. Um, and it was someone who I've worked with before, who's second shot for me, but, um, who's extremely talented, who I, you know, I fully trust to be an amazing lead shooter, much less a second shooter for us. And so, and he, he also happens to use, uh, Panasonic gear. So he was already familiar with the equipment and all that. And so having being a good friend to other people in this industry, I think is super helpful when you're running a volume brand for people to get you out of a pickle like that. Um, But again, those are actually the, I think the only two situations where we've been in like this because we have so many backup shooters. Um, But yeah, that's cool. That's kind of the,
1: that's great. That's really great. So now then with, with all the, with all those type of questions out of the way, I want to move on to kind of the, more time about the business model specifically pricing but more even specifically than that like margins Yeah, because I, I i don't know i feel like for me i'm like okay i know that i'm making a healthy margin with larger wedding films you know even though we're filming less i know that i'm making i've i've, I've filmed less weddings last year than i had any year before but i still made more money because i raised my rates carefully and i feel like this is on the other side of things and it's nice because you have your pricing on your website, and it's like everything from fifteen hundred up to like five thousand, which is like literally everything in the kitchen sink here. I think at this point it's crazy. It looks right. like yep. So I want to hear not only like, and you, you if some of this is business trade secrets. You're totally allowed to be like, I'm sorry, I cannot speak <laughs> on that. But as far as like the business model goes, I want to know kind of what packages your couples are picking. Yeah, and how much people are getting paid, and not even like you, you don't have to go into specifics. Specifics like these shooters get paid this, blah blah blah. But more so at the end, I really want to know like how much is Jordan taking home at the end of the day here? Like, is this like I realize that you're managing this thing and all, but is it like are you making like ten percent, twenty percent? How is this all divided up? I guess lots, lots, and lots of pricing questions.
0: Yeah, but. So I'll just talk about that in general then, and if yeah. you have specifics, you can kind of uh, dive in and feel free to ask. And I, I ask other people in this series specifically, but in you know in all these podcasts to be an open book, and so I, I will try to do the same thing. All right, uh, yeah, for sure. So uh, our base package is fifteen hundred dollars. I have structured that package so that no one would book it. Uh, <laughs> Our our second package up is two thousand dollars. And that is, is our most common package with some add-ons. So people are adding some things on on average to that to that wedding.
1: They want that drone package. footage. That, I they want like the drone, drone footage,
0: footage or they mostly they want the raw footage. That's the biggest mm-hmm. the most common add-on that we have. Um, but so at fifteen hundred dollars I they the main thing that they're getting from me is a music video. So rather than a storied highlight film where they're getting those sweet audio moments, they're getting the, you know, their vows and something important that the minister said and some of the, you know, the letter reading that they did and the toast and all those elements, they're not going to get any of that. They're simply going to get beautifully shot footage set to music from their wedding. So, and when I when I have my sales conversations with the clients, I make sure that they understand that. That's good. And I try to, I try to make sure that they don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> now it's, it's $1,500. And so it's very affordable for us to edit that because I mean, you can, you can you edit if if, if, if it's video, just a music video. Hard. I mean, you know, you can do that in three hours. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tops really, I think. Uh, If you're spending more than three hours and you're not putting audio in there, you're probably spending too much time on there. So you need to learn some secrets about how to move faster when you're editing. Um, But then at $2,000, we are giving that full story highlight um, as well as – I'm not looking at it right now. I think a Ceremony and Toast video. Uh,
1: Let's uh, see here. Two wedding cinematographers, eight to ten hours coverage, five to seven minute highlight film, and a full Ceremony Multi cam. There's no okay, toast. Though. Just
0: just the ceremony video. You That's gotta right.
1: pay twenty five hundred if you want those toasts. Exactly.
0: So so we're adding. We're kind of uh, basically just adding things on as we go there with the different packages. But I would say that either the two thousand or the twenty five hundred dollars are are by far the most commonly booked packages. And then people will add on things, you know, like the raw footage for an extra $300, you know, we'll bring out a drone if they pay us an extra 200 and it's some of these type of things that don't really cost us much at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it costs us $50 to buy a hard drive where we can send them the raw footage. So, you know, we have, uh, we make $250 off of that. That's great. You yeah. know, and, and it's already, it's already organized from the time that we, download the footage so we really had to do nothing to it the the drone you know we had to buy the drone and we had to teach some shooters how to fly it so you know after those costs then it's kind of all profit Uh, and most of these things that they add on are all profit so we have uh, i'll tell you this so our the basic cost for us to go film a wedding um, for me to pay the shooters to film the wedding, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for me to have it edited, for me to have the our project manager fulfill her responsibilities mm-hmm. is a and you know basically to get everything done. It's about nine hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Okay, that's about what I, I was going to guess around a thousand for that. So yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. So our again, nobody's booking our fifteen hundred dollar package. <laughs> so. You know, we're getting at least two thousand from all of our couples. It's good, and for the most part, everyone's adding on raw footage. I'm I'm good at selling raw footage to people. Yeah, and definitely. so that means almost every one of our clients is in for at least twenty one twenty three hundred dollars. Um, and then you know, there's plenty of people who go above and beyond that. You know, we uh, I just signed a contract last night for a three thousand dollar wedding, and. Gotcha. Okay it really cost me very little to go from a $2,000 wedding to a $3,000 wedding. Um, it's, it's maybe an extra couple hundred dollars because the shooters had to stay longer. And, uh, you know, that that's, that's basically it. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause some so, of this I'm looking at here, it's like drone stuff. You're already shooting on the day of raw footage is, that the full ceremony and toast you're already recording. And so it's just a little bit more editing time to do those things, but that's about it.
0: And even with the ceremony and the toast videos, we're making a multicam of that anyways through the process of creating the storied highlight film, because we need that footage organized and put together so that we can grab those clips. So we've already done the job of making the ceremony and toast video regardless of whether or not they add on the toast video. Mm -hmm. So if they add that on, that's a hundred percent profit because we've already, we've already done that work. So if someone is in for the base price of $2,000 and they did no add ons, which again is is uncommon. So let's just say they're at (laughs) $2,300. That's really for all intents and purposes. That's the lowest package that we book is the twenty three hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh if they do that, I am you know spending nine hundred and fifty to a thousand dollars and putting thirteen hundred dollars into our bank account. Now that doesn't include all the costs of doing business, right? So you still have always the hidden costs. Yes, always. Right. So you still have to, you know, purchase and maintain this gear. You have uh you know you have, you to have buy insurance. All those GH5s that's right <laughs> okay. you you have to you know count in your advertising dollars we're doing bridal shows mm-hmm. we're doing uh you know paid advertising on the knot and wedding wire so we're really putting ourselves out there a lot um, i think that we're spending about $10,000 a year in advertising oh wow okay and so that goes into uh into you know that cost, so um, I'm not very good at math, but <laughs> let's see you're
1: you're still making money,
0: so you basically, that. you know when if if our cost is ten thousand dollars a year and we mm-hmm. do a hundred weddings, which I think we can do hundred and fifty weddings at that same advertising cost, yeah. but we spend a hundred dollars to get that wedding um from our advertisers so you know still it's it's very minimal in that regard in terms of what we're actually spending so we do have we do have a healthy profit model there i will say that i think in the future we can make more money than we have in the past because i've had to throw a lot of that money back into a lot of things in order to get this business started so there's a lot of definitely there was a ton of extra costs in kind of moving forward on some of the things uh, and purchasing all the gear. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to have to go through that process again. As soon as we say we can take on an extra wedding. Um, But that's one of the great things about, you know, the Panasonic equipment is that you still get a really beautiful image, but it is, you know, especially when you're talking G seven, G 85 cameras. Yeah. The price
1: to quality is insane.
0: It, yeah, exactly. So it is a much more affordable camera system across the board from the cameras to the lenses, and so you know that definitely helps with that healthy profit margin. You know, we're not pulling out C three hundreds and red cameras to shoot these these weddings, and no Alexa. that certainly helps. That's so sad. Yeah, no, no, Aris, So <laughs> okay.
1: So what's interesting to me here is looking at these. Looking at your pricing, you've got everything from fifteen hundred to five thousand here, and especially with this, I, I like how you've labeled them too, like South Congress Collection, Hyde Park Collection, yes, in in various degrees of quality. I'm like, ooh, the Bee Caves, yeah, that's a fancy part. Yep, thirty five hundred yep. for that. Westlake, definitely five thousand. That's where all the wealthy people. live. That's right. Um, These what's
0: are all interesting- neighborhoods in, in <laughs> Austin area. If you're not from here, so
1: <laughs> what's interesting to me about it is that I find that with with your with your wedding stuff, I did a little investigating here and like you start at three grand for your main, for your main Jordan brunch productions company. Yes. So once people start bumping up against this, like you said, you just booked a $3,000 package here and BK is 3,500 Westlake is like five grand. It's like, I I find it interesting like that a couple would consider, and I don't know how many of those you've booked, like the $5,000 package, whenever they're like, oh, we get all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, but you could have my higher end one. That's going to be a better qual, arguably a better quality wedding film w- included with that for yeah. for the same price.
0: So it's a similar thing in that it says starting at three thousand, but I've made that an undesirable package that no yes. one books. It gets me. <laughs> it gets me in the door for people who think that they have three thousand dollars to spend on their wedding, but they actually want to spend fifty five hundred. You know, six thousand we just did a an eight thousand dollar package. We also Heck do yeah. we we add on photo. So um, you know, recently we did one where we had photo and video going. They had a four thousand dollar photo package and an eight thousand dollar video package. That's so great. And uh so again, it's just kind of getting people in the door for these conversations, and then I can have the conversation to them about the quality that we can produce for them, mm-hmm. and you know, easily get them from thinking I was going to spend three thousand dollars on this wedding film to spending you know five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars on their wedding film, and uh, so so that's the difference. Nobody, I mean, nobody books that package. Gotcha. Like I, gotcha. I could look through my books and over the last two years guarantee you that nobody has booked the base package for Jordan bunch productions. So the <laughs> minimum package that anybody has booked is $4,000. And that's a pretty basic shoot still, you know, it's, it's an eight hour shoot. Um, with me and one other person and a highlight video, um, in 4k yeah and, you know that's it so you know then people are adding on you know hey I want a ceremony and toast video or I want a doc edit or I want you to come shoot my rehearsal dinner um all these different things that we can add on from there mm-hmm. but it i would say the the average if they're only doing video from me the average package is f- 5 to 5500 dollars um on average, and then of course, we have people who do book the four thousand dollar package and people who you know spend eight grand on their wedding video and add on photo you know so um yeah, so there is still a a healthy difference between the two um but i I have had a few people who've come to Ladybird wedding films just because they saw it online, and they had a conversation with me about it, and they said, "Oh, well, I really want you to shoot my wedding." And I said, okay, well yes. yeah, here's here's what that looks like. Um here's what the wedding films are like, here's what it's like to work with me as a person, all all those type of things um that are the difference, you know, in you know uh, maybe it's too prideful of me to to put this <laughs> analogy out there, but but the BMW versus the Toyota, you know. Yeah. So definitely. Uh, but I think that it's it's been important. For the success of both of my companies, to have them uh, to have a war- wide margin of separation, mm-hmm. um, so that you know all of my packages with Ladybird Wedding Films have an equal that is at least double the price. Yes. Cool. Yeah.
1: No, that's that's really great. Okay, that that clarifies all that for me. That's really good. So, with all that kind of. I have a few more questions here, but moving toward wrapping up my questions for you, um, do you have any? Just this is the general question of: Do you have any advice for anybody that's like I should start a uh, volume brand here? Do you have any more general advice for doing that? Because I feel like you've covered a lot of stuff, but anything yeah, else
0: for sure? I think that part of what has made us successful and has made us not the the one stop shop type of thing where you see you know that maybe they have you know this really epic wedding film that they show off as kind of their their lead show but then you look through their vimeo account and it's a bunch of garbage (laughs) is that we are not hiring random freelancers to come shoot our weddings and i think that that's i think that's important because you if you're listening to this show You're probably not already doing a volume brand, I'm guessing. You are, you know, you're a filmmaker, you're an artist who appreciates good quality in your films, but you also want to make a living off of it. And if you go down the road of hiring random freelancers to shoot your weddings for you, then I think that you're in for a lot of headaches, and you're going to ultimately be disappointed and dissatisfied with the product that you're producing for your clients. Now you may still, you know, you may hit some home runs, uh, but you're probably going to strike out a lot too. And so, with Ladybird Wedding Films, we're all about small ball, the the base hits. You know, it's consistent. <laughs> uh, we're we're Ichiro Suzuki. <laughs> if you're a baseball good. fan, uh, we want to make a lot of a lot of singles and doubles. Um, but we're not swinging for the fences, and what uh, what's great about that is that we don't strike out. so I think that that's really important is that you do invest in actually training these people and that you do take an interest in them as individuals as people so i'm i'm what I feel is one of the most rewarding parts of doing this is that I am giving people a job that they love in an industry that is extremely hard to get into. Yes. Uh, You all know this because you're bootstrapping it yourself or you were there at one point in time in your career where it was extremely difficult just to get someone to, to look at your work, much less how were you going to coming out of school with student debt and not having a great job. How are you going to be able to afford to buy this expensive equipment? And then how are you going to be able to afford to market yourself? And how are you going to be able to afford to get some proper education and training to learn how to do this? Well, how are you going to get the computer and the backup system and the editing software and the training to learn how to edit these films? We've taken away, right. We've taken away this barrier for people um, that, that makes it so difficult to get into this industry and enabled them to have a job that they love, that gives them this creative outlet and, uh, really lets them have fun. You know, I, I actually was, uh, I, I had to take an Uber the other day and I just was talking to this guy and was super impressed with his work ethic and his desire uh, to improve his situation in life. And of course, you know, driving for, for Uber, he shows me he has, you know, this this initiative to, you know, to be responsible for, for himself because he, he has to do this on his own without someone telling him to get out there and do it. And, you know, he asked me about what I do. And he tells me, oh, I used to goof around making music videos. I told him, you know, hey, you know, I'm looking for new shooters right now. Uh, send Send me an email and we'll meet up and chat. And if it works out, then we'll train you how to do that. And you can have you can move from this job that is paying the bills to a job that you can have a whole lot of fun with. And so I really enjoyed that aspect of it as well. It's just giving people a job that they can have a ton of fun with and gives them a sense of meaning and purpose uh and where they're they're actually they're making something beyond a cheeseburger you yes. know and i think that to me that is incredibly rewarding uh to be able to do that so so don't just hire random freelancers hire people with passion and desire and work ethic and coachability And give them a life skill. I, you know, I I could go on this whole other tangent about how I think the the uh, the Western education model is failing us as a society in this new uh, in this new economy that we have. Yeah. Um, But I'll try not to do that, (laughs) (laughs) except for except for that little piece there that I had to throw in. Um, But I, I think that there is a new model of education coming where. We we actually go back to an older model, actually, mm-hmm. of apprenticeship, and so that's what we're trying to do here, and honestly, we've had people who've come out of the UT film school who have been terrible and had an ego with them, and so we couldn't teach them how to do it. We have we have one other shooter who did come from the u t film school who's great He's they're one not all bad. Don't He's worry. awesome, so they're not all bad. <laughs> I'm not trashing film school or trashing u t film school, which is apparently one of the top five in the country That's great. um but uh taking people who are mostly just you know coachable and reliable and passionate has been incredibly rewarding to give them the skill set that will um, whether they stay with us for a long time and have a job that they love, uh, that would be awesome if we have a lot of those people. And it would be also awesome if I am able to give these people a different career in life um, because of the training that I gave them, that they're able to go out there and do it on their own and, you know, reach reach their dreams, whatever the sky's the limit on that, that would be equally rewarding to me. So, That's so great. yeah Yeah.
1: you have a noble cause that's good your noble (laughs) toyota cause
0: that's right
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's great okay so very last question for you here then and this is very important and i probably should have led with this but are you planning on buying like 10 gh5s for all of your shooters now like is just everything going to gh5 now for you or is it it does the camera suck Tell us, tell us honestly. I haven't seen you post anything about it ever, you know, or anything.
0: Yeah. So so the GH5 is, is revolutionary. <laughs> um, and uh, right now I only have one of them. I was kind of waiting for some stock to catch up. Um, plus, you know, you guys know that I have sponsorship with Panasonic. So there's some other factors that I've been kind of waiting out. Um, but I, as soon as I'm able to, I do plan on buying three more so that I can have a a full kit of four of these for myself for Jordan Bunch Productions.
1: Well, you've got two hands, so that's like two for you, two for the
0: second. Exactly, exactly. It makes sense to me. You need two. (laughs) I I love, um, yeah, I I shoot all my weddings with at least four cameras. I did one recently where I had seven. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was just kind of over the top. Actually yeah. seven plus a, plus we had a drone in the air for part of the ceremony, actually only, only the very beginning, but Perfect. That was, that's a whole nother story. She, she rolled up the hill in a Rolls Royce. I mean, we had to shoot it with a drone. You have to, it's a Rolls yep. Royce. Yep. Uh, so, uh, for myself, I'm going to be, you know, in another couple of weeks or a month, be fully out, outfitted with nothing but GH5. So I'm going to sell my other cameras or pass them down to Ladybird wedding films. Um, they we, can have the
1: leftovers. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we we may move to some GH5s with Ladybird wedding films. Um but we're we also really love the G85s. Mm-hmm. Um we we probably are moving or going to be phasing out the G7s, which are still amazing cameras in their own right. Um but we have bought enough now that every crew can have two G85s. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of have the G7s as as like the third angle. Um, because you are getting about a stop better low light performance, um, high ISO performance out of the G85 versus the G7. Mm-hmm. And you're also getting imi- uh, in-body image stabilization. Very nice. And that, man, I've, I've so I shot with GH4s beforehand and absolutely loved it. But once I had a camera with and body image stabilization. Once you it get it, small, you don't go back. Yes, yeah. you cannot go back. And it is revolutionary. Just, it's unbelievably good. And the 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 option on the GH five to have the dual IS where it's in the body and in the lens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mind blowing. I'm like leaving my monopod behind. I don't have a i I don't take my slider to weddings anymore, which is yeah. crazy because i I brought my slider and used a ton, but now we you love your slider. I love my slider, but not anymore. I hate my slider now. It's, it's awful. <laughs> it's gross. Oh, uh, uh. yes. So I will, you know, have the in-body stabilization on, turn it to 4K 60P, and get those slider shots of all the details and those kind of things just by holding close to my body and rocking myself. And I can even do like the parallax thing so that good. I couldn't do as well yeah. with my slider. And so, uh, and and I can do it so much quicker. So, yeah. Anyways, I kind of went on a tangent there. No, but, that's good. That's good. Uh, we we may or may not do the GH5 for Ladybird, and it's just because uh, we think we can get a really. I mean, we know we can get mm-hmm. great, you know, quality uh, footage out of the G7s and the G85s. Yeah, and the G85s come at half the cost. That's and good. when we're trying to do volume, uh, we are you know. We're making some of those decisions like that to save some money um, because we're not, you know, we have a $5,000 package, but nobody's booking it. You know, they're, <laughs> they're doing, they're doing the 25, thousand yeah, twenty five hundred dollars yeah. And so, uh, so I think that's important is to think, think deeply about all of your expenses. Don't just, do, if you're going to do a volume brand uh, and you're, you're pricing it in a similar way that we are. You know, don't go out there and buy all the most expensive stuff because it's going to take you that much longer to pay it all off. Yes, And so, definitely. again, especially when you start talking about adding on the, all the full-frame lenses and everything, it gets really expensive. You know, we can make a, a full kit of prime lenses with a G85, you know, for a few thousand dollars versus, you know, having to spend probably 10, 10 15 grand um, if we went with one of the full-frame options. So. Uh, yeah. That's, good. that's my my GH5 answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great. That's really great. Well, you basically covered all the questions I have, and I feel like I'm far more knowledgeable. I'm not ready to go out and start a volume brand of myself right now.
0: But... I'm not trying to convince anybody to do this <laughs> either. You know? I'm basically just trying to say, like, and I think this is important, is to set your expectations properly because for the first several years that we did this. So I've only been in it for two years. I have given, I've been working my tail off to get this thing off the ground. And I have from our bank account um, to my bank account, I have moved $10,000. Um, so I have made almost, I mean, I've made a dollar an hour, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> on this as I've gotten it started. Um, but I had, I had Jordan bunch productions productions um, to keep me afloat and you know was already making a a great living off of that Mm -hmm. and so you know it was fine it was sustaining me but i was having to put in a lot more hours um to make this work for a long-term solution um and i see this as i i'm i'm not sure that when i'm 50 years old i want to continue making wedding films totally i'm I'm not sure that my body's going to do that in the same way. I, I could be wrong, you know. Maybe I'm, you know, going to be great doing that when I'm fifty, sixty years old. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. There's a, you know, there's some people out there who are doing that, and more power to you. I'm just not sure that that's what I want. And as I think about my kids growing up, I'm not sure that I want to be out every weekend. Yeah. Or, or even every other weekend, uh, making wedding films. And so I see this as a way that long-term I can provide for my family without having to do more than 10 weddings a year myself. Or at that point it would be wanting to do because, because I think I still at some level will want to be, you know, in this game in another, you know, even, you know, 20, 25 years Mm -hmm. at some point, I think. But, uh, but only uh, for a very, you know, limited select group of couples. And so I see this as the way to provide for my family ongoing as, as I get more gray hairs and wrinkles. Um, so, yes. uh, so, but it is a, an extreme hustle on the front end for very little monetary reward as you're getting things started again. I mean, definitely 10, 10 grand that I paid myself in, in two years of doing this. Uh, again, we still. I mean, we have a healthy bank account with Ladybird Wedding Films, so obviously we know we've made more money than that. But, mm-hmm. but that's all that I felt comfortable paying myself in that in that period of time. So cool. Yep.
1: You'll get there though. You gotta get up to that two hundred weddings a year, three hundred weddings a year, and then you'll. Then you'll. You be know, fine. honestly,
0: like I think we've gotten to the point <laughs> now, even where at a hundred weddings a year, we're now to the point where I can actually start feeling good about paying myself on the regular. Cool. Um, and so I've you know, made a decision that I'll pay myself every quarter now. Um, you know, a healthy check every quarter. Um, but it was just kind of that, that, that crank up time where, Mm -hmm. you know, spending just tons and tons of time without paying myself in order to get this thing off the ground because I didn't want, it was, you know, the alternative to that is taking out a massive loan. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that is the alternative, you know, if you're going to pay yourself from this and I, you know, I I study, I study business a lot. And, you know, one of the things I was watching a video from Mark Cuban recently and he said, only idiots take out loans, you know? (laughs) Um, and you know, of course we've, we've probably all been that idiot. You know, I I took out plenty of student loans myself and he might say something different about student loans probably, but he was particularly talking about entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, taking out, taking out a loan to start a business is Rarely a good idea, and mm-hmm. I would encourage anyone who's thinking about starting a volume brand to not go take out a loan yes. to start their company, um, because you know the interest, um, all those those payments coming out over time, it's going to eat away all your profits. So definitely, definitely. if you're going to do this, you know start slow and be willing to, you know, put in a ton of time in the first couple of years without seeing much profit. Um, But in the end, I mean, you know, we're projecting very healthy profit for myself this year. And, and in the coming years, uh, I think, you know, that will, if if we keep, you know, if we, if we keep at it, if we keep, um, you know, and if, if I keep, um, you know, keep steering the ship in the right direction. Yeah. Then, you know, I think it's something that is, you know, in the next couple of years going to far exceed what I make with Jordan Bunch Productions. So that's, think, the, that's the goal anyways.
1: I think that this is very similar to like any, it's clearly like, you know, it's like any business. Like you, you wouldn't, I, I feel like this is the same amount of startup time that it would have taken for you, you know, for anybody to start just a regular wedding film company. Like you're going to need two years just to get up to the gear point and to the knowledge point and the experience point of doing things this way as you would for just doing a regular wedding film company right. with fewer clients and less volume. So that's really cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're doing it though, man, this is great. This is really <laughs> great. So this, this answered a ton of my questions. I feel far more knowledgeable about this. Like I said, not going to start this right now, but this is, this is really, really, I'm glad that you're able to do this and that you saw that there was an opening in the market. You saw that there was, a lot of couples that did want to have a wedding film and they're like, Hey, I can't afford that though. So you're saying, Hey, and it's, it's not just like a money grab. It's like a, Hey, I want to, you know, provide you a nice service. That's going to be good quality,
0: which is absolutely, I think, I think people, we still get people uh, time and time again, you know, even being in at the base level of $2,000, uh, who, walk away saying that was the best money I spent Mm. on my wedding. That's the best decision I made. And this is, you know, even above the photography, like this is the thing I value most walking away from this wedding. And so it is an incredibly wonderful service to our, to our brides and grooms and their families.
1: Definitely. That's really, really great.
0: Cool. Awesome.
1: Well, I'll let you wrap it up. You're, cool. you're back well, in charge of the podcast. I don't okay. know
0: what to do. <laughs> we should do a we should do a pick of the week. Oh
1: gosh, you're <laughs> this on me again.
0: Yep, Damn. sorry about that. Oh man. So <laughs> so I'll do a pick of the week. Um, my pick of you the week. First. If you're watching, if you're watching the video, it's what's lighting me up beautifully right here, um, is the YN360 uh, from Young um Yong, This Yong, is a Yongnuo. Yeah, Young uh it is a it's a lightsaber. Um it is uh a lot of you have probably seen the Ice Light from Westcott, which is a beautiful high quality light that costs five hundred dollars. Um that looks like a lightsaber. Uh this I, I forgot how much it cost. It's less than a hundred bucks. I think it may be like seventy five bucks or something. It's really cheap. That's one of the cool things about Young New Year is they make Good stuff for really cheap. Um, but it actually does, you know, I'm not going to speak to the quality of it versus the Ice Light because I, you know, I don't have an Ice Light. Um, and I, you know, I played with them, but I can't test them side by side because I don't have one. But the feature set on the Young Nuyo uh, YN360 is actually far superior to what the Ice Light can do. So um, I can dial in the exact temperature that I want to be able to match the lights in whatever room I'm in. Um and, you know, dial up and down the power from, you know, one to a hundred percent. Um but also uh I have the option of a myriad of colors um from, you know, various shades of each of these colors green, blue, yellow, red, purple, magenta. We have Basically, I can I can turn on any color I want to and dial it specifically to where I want it, uh, which is really cool when you're doing like detail shots of rings or something. Um, but it's also really small and it's affordable, and I can carry it around one handed. And you know, I could be shooting on a monopod and holding the light stick up and lighting up my couple um, if I'm doing like a you know a shot out in a field somewhere where they're backlit with the sun. I don't have to shoot that as a silhouette um, if I have this with me and so I can shoot it in a much more, man, if you're not lighting your scenes, you're just missing out on so much good footage. Um, whether it's, you know, whether it's the toasts, um, or the dance footage or, you know, the portrait session, whatever it is, like you can get so much better stuff in a lot of situations if you bring a little light. Um, and so it's like Uh, A photographer, a wedding photographer, would never get away without bringing bringing some speed lights or some strobes to a wedding. And the ones who use it also in the portrait session and these type of things are getting way better looking images than the people who are just shooting it with natural light. And so why is it not the same for wedding filmmakers? Why are we not lighting our scenes the way that we should? Um, I think that that is an egregious sin. So, stop doing that. Light your scenes and if you want a really fast and affordable way to do that, then the Yongnuo, Yongnuo YN360 is a really great way to go. So, that's my pick of the week. And I think that we lost Matt. He disappeared on us. I think he's probably bailing out because he doesn't know uh, <laughs> he doesn't know what his pick of the week is. No, it's probably an internet issue. But uh, I guess that I will just wrap up the show without him. What a bummer! Thank you so much for hosting this, Matt. Though I really appreciate it. Uh, this has been fun. It's been fun flipping the script and having you host the show. Um, but uh, I, I would normally ask where can we find you. So I'll just tell you where you can find Matt. Uh, you can find Matt's work at uh, FilmStrong, I think it's FilmStrong.com, uh, you can see his work, uh, what his wedding films look like, which are beautiful, um, he has a really unique style, which I think is really great, he's he's very fun, the way that he interacts with his couples brings a lot of life out of them, um, so you can see his work at FilmStrong.com, I believe, and also he does, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but he does a ton of great videos, Uh, Teaching people how to make great wedding films. And so you can check out that at whoismat.com. I'm pretty sure who is Matt. (laughs) If not, uh, who is Matt on YouTube is a great place to go. So be sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel where he's putting out some awesome stuff there. Um, But again, I know you're not here right now, but thank you, Matt. This has been really great having you on. And uh, we'll have to have you back again soon. So. Thanks a ton. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in uh, to another episode. We hope you learned a ton. And, uh, you know, if you if you want to, so this is something we're doing new. If you, if you want to learn more about making better wedding films, if you want to learn how to improve wedding films that you're already doing, or if you want some business coaching, um, it's something that we're offering online. So go to uh, weddingfilmacademy.org and you can check out uh, the link Grow Your Business where we can do some one-on-one coaching with you uh i actually just had a request for that last night so um i'm excited that some of you are are tuning in and going to be um taking up that uh here's matt he's coming back to us i'm back i'm Uh, back yes so matt i was just giving them all of your plugs um (laughs) for where they can go to find more about you so again thanks matt for for doing this really appreciate it man
1: yeah thank you. Sorry about that. I have like my home internet completely died on me. It's no worries, man. Randomly spotty. Can I do my pick of the day? I remembered it
0: I okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah oh thank God, okay, good. There's time. I had to look at my Amazon orders, but because <laughs> uh, that's what I do. um okay, biggest thing for me recently has been that I purchased... Uh, what I deal with often whenever I'm at um weddings, especially like whenever I film rehearsal dinners, there's no guarantee that you're going to have an audio system of any sort and I shot a rehearsal dinner two weeks ago and it was in a barbecue restaurant so they like so you know there's like barbecue we don't have sound system what is that so I'm like normally what I'd been doing before is I had a little like Olympus voice recorder and I'd be just like here hold this while you talk and it was always a little awkward and people would just kind of roam around it didn't look that good so I actually purchased a actual microphone much Just similar to the one that you're using right now. It's not a Sennheiser, it's an Electro Voice. And I plug that directly into a Tascam DR10X recorder, which is just their standalone XLR recorder. So that's up on the mic stand, and it captures really, really good audio. It is amazing. So, So it's on the mic stand, so it keeps people in one place. And with that, the only thing, difficulty with it is that old people don't understand what like, like why isn't it amplifying it's yeah. just quiet you're like it doesn't just matter how many video. times you
0: tell them they still ask the question
1: exactly young people get <laughs> it though and they're like oh this is genius this is so great so i really really like that setup so if you guys think about it like if you need a standalone the tascam dr10x paired with a good uh vocal microphone can be gold whenever you're doing nice. a dinner. awesome but, I found that in my Amazon orders. I was like, what is my pick? Oh yeah. That thing has changed my life recently. <laughs> oh man. So yes. Thank you so much for having me interview you. This was so great. You already gave them plugs for me. So I'm yep. set. So that's set. right.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Matt. Really appreciate it. The wedding film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful,
1: be sure to subscribe. So you never miss a show to help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comment section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.